Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo, everybody, and welcome on back to another episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast. The only podcast where we record butt, booty, naked. That's right. <laughs> uh, believe it. Let's see. Last week I was gone. Brian had asked me before recording. He said, Josh, have you yet had your Final Fantasy? I said, Brian, I have not yet reached that kind of enlightenment. So I was out for that one. But uh, as you guys could hear, it was a banger. So we got a little bit of a fun, a fun spinoff of that today. I think you're gonna think you're gonna enjoy that. So uh, without further ado, we'll get right into it. I'm your host, Jovial Joshua Hargis. Joined with me, as always, is my buddy, uh, my pal, my friend, Brian Arvet. And joining us, coming off fresh from the last episode, uh, and my first time getting to talk to him is our buddy Photon. Photon, what's going on, buddy? Photon, look at that. <laughs> he slides in. For, oh for those of you that are only listening, <laughs> Photon just entered the screen wearing a full ODST costume. Welcome, Photon. Literally Photon, in. Photon reported for duty, sirs. I have to say, and I mean this with all honesty, I'm not just saying this to blow smoke up your butt, Photon. Never okay. once have we had someone on the show that has been more excited to be on than you. Man. Literally. Shoot, man. Okay, so I have a lot prepared. Um, he does. I'm I'm so floored for this opportunity. So I want to first and foremost begin this entire whew, exciting adventure with you guys by saying, from the bottom of my heart, I am eternally thankful for my secret Santa. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, and then, dude. And then of course you guys um for um like for those who, honest, honestly for those who don't honestly, know a secret santa paid to have photon on today somebody in our yeah. discord our mm-hmm. community said hey get photon on the show i'll pay for pay to have him on so that's what photon's referring to back to you photon sorry no I, I, that's totally valid um so uh i just want to say um like thank you guys for starting this terrific wholesome community uh, I said it f- several times before, but I'll, I'll say it again for uh, clarity's sake. Um, you, I, I got to know you guys like in your early stages, um, like late 2019, I believe, when you were in like a, a few in the few hundreds of the following, and now you're like giants with nearly 12k. I'm so proud of 
how far you've come. And it's, it's so, it's just so wholesome and sacred, honestly, how, uh, how much you guys have grown and for a good, a damn good reason. You guys are like, I like to call analytical archivists of Halo. Like you guys Ooh. provide the conversation that a lot of people love to already do amongst themselves, but you guys obviously present it on the podcast. And so like, it, it's more um, accessible by, you know, the, the world, at, the internet world at large and the Halo community at large. And honestly, I speak on behalf of everyone that um, we really love what you guys do. And we love hearing the little, the little random insights and the wisdoms that Brian provides and the hilarity that uh, Josh provides. It's just a perfect PB&J situation. So thank you well, again. Oh, man, for this so, so bring the man. butter this episode. Man, Buttering us up here. <laughs> I got more than butter, son. <laughs> oh man, I love some That's butter. High praise, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I really mean that. I really mean that. Um, yeah, and we can you. tell because you've you've said that to us many different times. I can tell that it's genuine. And dude, it it goes a long way, right? Because like for every for every one compliment like that, it uh, it cancels out like a hundred haters. So appreciate yeah. you. When you're doing something right, someone will always hates you for it. Anyways, you just got to keep plowing yeah. ahead. Um, Always keep a solid heart. Always listen to your heart. Follow your heart. Do what you, do what um, feels right. And you guys have been doing it right. Uh, Hell yeah, man! Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Photon. I want to preface to all you guys out there. So Photon came. Uh, he's got a lot prepared to stuff he wants to talk about. So me and Josh just said, "Hey, man, we want to let you uh, get into it." So we're going to more let Photon take the reins here uh, with what he wants to talk about and we'll jump in as needed. So Photon, we'll take it to, where, photon where, where do we start? Take the wow. Wheel. Well, okay. So the wheel will begin where, um, so uh, I'll preface by saying I have listened to about a hundred of y'all's episodes. So I know already your formula. So let me just cut to the chase and say um, <laughs> my, per- my favorite, my favorite Halo multiplayer and single player will forever be CE. I think you guys kind of yeah. may have already gathered that over over the years of who I am. Mm-hmm. But for those who are new, I am a big nut for CE. Um, so therefore, I would like to begin my first story. I have about seven I want to share, and I know we're kind of we're kind of. Um, compressed on time and so to speak so i'm gonna, I'm gonna do the best to capitalize as much as i can uh provided there's uh not too many annoying dogs in the area to, to interject <laughs> um uh i'm going to be also sharing a couple of stories that i'm going to play from youtube from my computer um do you think that's doable well, we can should, see. Yeah, I mean, we can try. I don't, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. Should work, I guess. Maybe if we can hear it. We can try. Okay, man. Just, I should have prepared this earlier. Um, man, I'm gonna okay, man. play this real, this like random track. Can you hear? Can you guys hear that? No, no it's uh-uh. probably only coming through your headsets. My guess. Right. Uh, yeah. That was a dumb move. Okay, no, I'm good, man. It's okay. Okay, I think. Um, I think it'll work though. When I, uh, I'll just take off the headset and then yeah, I'll, I'll play it. If it, work, if it works, it works. And if it not, I'll just share the link to you, Brian, on Discord, and then we can we can play it from there. All yeah, right, we'll, so, we'll play it by ear, man. Right on. Um, so my first foray into the, the this grand, awesome universe that we call Halo is uh, 
is honestly one of my favorite stories to tell people like in general, like not even just gamers alike or halo gamers alike. So, um, so, you know, right around the time halo one came out 2001 ish. I, um, I was a big gamer. I played a lot of PlayStation one and I didn't get the original Xbox initially. I didn't actually get it until I think Splinter Cell One came out, which I think is a little bit later after Halo One. That was my first game on the original Xbox was Splinter Cell. Oh, nice, nice. So I'm a big Splinter Cell fan. I, I like I read all I read the books and everything. Right, sorry, since there's no games coming out ever for, for Splinter Cell. <laughs> I can't believe. They oh, it's done. being revived. You're wrong. They're 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 Are uh, they? finally, but they're rebooting the first one. Yeah. They read they yeah. announced the reboot. It's okay. Hopefully, out. Ubisoft brings it all the way home. Hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Same for Silent Hill. They're rebooting it, and maybe it'll uh, not only be rebooted, but it'll um, be a signal for more to come. Yeah, <laughs> right, uh, right. Anyhow, anyhow, I digress. Uh, so I I was a big gamer at the time, but actually the biggest focus in my life, my favorite activity at the time was skateboarding. I'm still a, a big devoted skateboarder. Well, like in my heart, I actually haven't skateboarded in a while because I was a cigarette smoker and life things but i've things abandoned, sure. i've abandoned all these terrible habits and i'm, I'm slowly picking i'm going to slowly pick up skateboarding but the point is oh, yeah. uh i i was huge into skateboarding that was like the thing i did like you know you had jocks at you know school who you know focused on basketball baseball football etc i was skateboard nerd nerd and it was all thanks to tonox pro skater one actually that that uh Ooh, that's classic is, Oh, are you a big fan of that Superman song? You remember that song dun, from the soundtrack? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, I'm not even going uh, <laughs> to. Uh, okay, uh, there was an attempt, though. There was an attempt. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I utterly forgot how that goes. Oh, I feel oh, yeah, horrible no, no, no. for forgetting that. But yeah, yeah, Gold, um, Goldfinger, at least I know the, the band yeah, yeah. Uh, the band that made it. So yeah, um, that was a... Uh, you know, I got and now that I realize this, as I say this, um, PS One Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One was one of the first few most influential games in my life, in in which that I took it a step further and like wanted to duplicate it at, at home. Uh, oh yeah. I yeah. I've also played like Medal of Honor One, and me and my friends would like reenact messing around, shooting at each other at recess with pine cones and sticks. But uh, Tony X Pro Skater is probably one of the first video games that was a massive influence in my life to make me want to do that very thing. Mm. And I actually became a decent enough skateboarder. Actually, I, I can still do some. I can still do my 360 flip, my crooked grinds, front side board slide. It's awesome because most, most of us slide. that went and bought a bought a guitar because a guitar hero, we we never learned it. We just you know, oh, never mind. Tony, I just want to play the plastic guitar. <laughs> when Tony Hawk's Underground came out, that was the big one for me. I mean, I played like every one of them almost up to that point. But when oh, that yeah? one came out, that's the one that got me going. I think I want to try skateboarding. Bug. And then I would sit there outside just trying to do an ollie, and I was like, oh, I want to do it any second. <laughs> <laughs> I might die. I might and then die. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> but I do remember being being in that phase for sure. At least for myself, it was a phase. Yeah, but it, I love it. It, it right. It, that And that's almost something that it could be like completely like expounded on and just discussed just like right there how influential games can really be. It just makes you want to get involved into – that activity in real life and then and, and it causes a whole domino effect of impactful changes in your life that you never thought was going to happen you never planned for it but you know like i like began with things like you, 
the the episode you you follow your heart and you don't you don't know where, you don't know where it's going to take you but um right um so, so i digress 100%. though so um been on skateboarding and then so i had a couple really good homies local homies um that i would skateboard with and spend a night at their house over the weekend and that was like the funnest thing to do was to plan the next weekend to hang out at your buddies and mess around on whatever games and uh go skateboarding for at least for me that was like Good time. that was the that was the highlight of the week as a kid was making these plans and begging begging my mama to bring me over to michael's house because yep. i don't want to skateboard and of course my mama loves me enough she drops my <laughs> My crying ass and Good always get my way. Good mama. Thank you, mama. Bless you, mama. <laughs> you, I did drop? the same thing. Not not to skateboard, but to, to spend the night and play games and stuff in my yeah, house same, all night. Yeah. Same. Right? Did that with the Halo 2 stuff. Yeah. yeah. Right? It, it it was everything. You, you get you get cabin fever at your own home and you, you get tired of mama even and daddy. But uh anyways <laughs> <laughs> I uh I had uh, I had this fateful day where I was. I had um, a weekend over at my fav- my favorite skateboarding friend's house, named Michael Curry. Shout out to you, man! Because you Michael. started you started something so unintentionally impactful in my life. Um, so here's so here's the story, and, and I gotta do my best to be as like concise here because I, I got stuff to share, man. So, man. Um, so one fateful day, uh, and I remember I remember this so vividly. It was like in broad daylight. Um, we wanted to go skateboarding, and uh, I spent a night at his house. And I I was exiting his bedroom to cross, and then uh, to cross to to get to the front door outside. You had to cross the living room from the, his bedroom, and his living room was like a a a two a two stair pit. Mm. Like a yeah, pit, I know what you mean. A carpeted pit for a living room, and they had like those big fat HD TVs at the time. I think they yeah. were just called like light screens at the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they had a really ni- they they were they were decently well off, and they had a really nice like big fat white screen TV that you know was like dominantly placed in that living room. And I when I it's it's like. It happened yesterday. It's so vivid to me because it was so magical. Uh, I stopped with my friend Mike at the top of the, that two stairs at the pit because his brother was playing on that TV, and it was completely. He had it completely dark in there, and so that he can ju- just just have the glory of the screen just dominate. And sure. it was from these first few moments that my life changed irrevocably because i saw the first frames of halo ce Mm. and it was the first thing i remember was um his brother i forget his name we ended up playing multiplayer against him and started whooping his ass and he was getting so angry in the room (laughs) what the fuck no way over and over though that was such a glorious redemption arc because 
he essentially uh, uh, unintentionally, you know, indirectly showed me Halo CE. I remember the first images. It was him discharging a plasma rifle on truth and reconciliation. Mm. And from that moment, I was rooted at that two-story step. And suddenly I forgot about skateboarding. And all I could think about was, what the fuck is this game, dude? I need it. I need to have it. I need to know everything about it. I need to be a part of it. But... uh. We ended up skedaddling along through the front door and we had a great, great little skateboard session. But that, <laughs> those images never left my mind. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, uh, long story short, I became just enthralled. Is not even a good way of beginning to explain how much CE um, just really inspired me and influenced me. And I, I'm an artist, so whenever things influence me and inspire me and motivate me so deeply, so I am just so compelled to create art in its name of some kind. Mm-hmm. So I created all kinds of drawings and creations uh, in the name of CE. I was going to like uh, art classes and uh, like almost every single, actually to this day, every time I'm posed a project, I, 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 I think of CE and I create something in that, in the name of CE. Like, uh, Oh, hell yeah. That's like cool because, like, Combat Evolved is an artwork that inspired you and your artwork, you know? Deeply, deeply. I I love, like, the Forerunner symbols. I thought that was so intriguing, how there's a different language to be learned here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a lot I want to say about CE, but I'm trying to keep it concise and say that I am a, I'm really moved by the mystery and allure that emanates from it like there's such a hidden like spirit behind like when you're traveling underground in silent cartographer and, and you're like you know you're moving along killing these aliens it's it 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 evokes something completely different than i've ever experienced before and it felt so genuine and novel and um alien and and just really intriguing i, I can't uh underscore the uh, underline that that word enough uh, intriguing sure. so so it motivated me so much motivated me so much um, that I had to do something with this energy that was being built inside of me I had to create something to make me feel whole and full because I, I can't get enough of it so you guys met me in my video editing days uh, my memes uh, not too many people might know who, uh, if you're listening right now and you're like, I've never heard of photon. Um, well, I'll tell you that uh, I began um, kind of making a name for myself with uh, t- from 2019 to pretty much the majority of 2020 making halo video memes that I regularly shared. I gained a lot of traction with those. Then I ran into some mental health issues um, and took a lot of breaks, like prolonged breaks from social media and then I returned back to the socials just to discover like absolute stagnation and absolute joke of an audience. I, 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 I no longer have that motivation and that drive to actually make those memes so much anymore, mm-hmm. but there's still that desire in me. I still, I like, I feel like my purpose in life is to actually video edit to, to put it shortly. I will always create videos. I will always probably put out some memes. Um, I've lately been making montages, but to kind of rewind back to what I wanted to do to stay on track in my mind, how I planned it is uh, before I did this 
before I fell in love having this mad passion for video editing before that was my main focus of fulfilling my kind of desires and destiny, if you will, mm-hmm. I wrote short stories. I was big on writing uh, my own stories. Final Fantasy was one of the most influential. I made my first short story on like this digital typewriter my dad had. Oh, nice. That he gave me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wrote this little story called The Lost Legends. <laughs> I made like school title. School title. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but then when I ran into CE, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to write a story for this. And um, so I'm actually going to, uh, I'm going to share the story I wrote when I, with you guys when I was in high school. Um, I call it the fifth division as soon as, and I haven't shared this with hardly anyone in the world. And I'm, that's why I'm deeply excited to share with you guys. Cool. Um, Cool. What a privilege. The first few segments of chapter three. Um, so I need, I want to go on and uh, explain like what this is. So fifth, so fifth division as soon as is my prideful novel, like, novelization of a group of elites special elite spec ops elite that are they're known as asunas that's a word i think created by bungie who are the 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 spec ops of invisible elites who um they kind of appear throughout um, yeah, they, they appear in CE, like, like they ambush you when there's those two hunters down in Sonic Cartographer, when you yeah. a- activate that one area, oh, yeah. um, that intrigued me a lot. And I took that and I ran with it and I kind of, um, did my best to make it canon so that it like aligns with events that actually happen in CE. And mind you, I created this before any novel came out for CE before two came out. Um, and his, and CE's early days, correct me if I'm wrong, that Halo guy, if you're listening, I don't think they had any novels so a little bit later. Yes, I've listened to the, all, like Halo guy, Wesley, Corey Hanks, like the whole, like them guys. The whole gang. Yeah. I love them guys. I love I love listening to all, 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 all of your guys' stuff. It's because everyone has something unique to provide to the table that yeah. you otherwise would not have learned. So that's like the absolute appeal to your podcast. And honestly, podcasts in general is, is learning something interesting and new while at the same time, you got Josh throwing in some hilarity. It just makes like, just makes a complete, it makes a complete meal in the package, but moving um, uh, Water growing back up on, again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 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 so, um, I want to share with you the, the first few segments of F the first few segments of chapter three of fifth division as soon as, and Brian, I'm actually going to share with you this um, halo CE music track. If you can please play this on my queue. Okay. Where are you sharing it through discord? Yeah. Okay. Play it, I guess maybe full blast because it's just ambient. Just play, but um, let me know when you're ready, and then and then I will begin uh, reading. 
Well, as Brian's trying to bring that up, I'll, I'll say real quick, um, that's mm-hmm. actually pretty cool to hear that your first introduction was truth and reconciliation because for most people that I've ever talked to, it's really like they, they're playing Pillar of Autumn or they see somebody playing Pillar of Autumn or the Halo level and they're like, what is this? But yours was truth and reconciliation, man. That's pretty dope. Well, he was knee-deep in that game. Yeah. Unbeknownst to us, and then I stumbled. We quite literally stumbled upon it, and um, I I can't get over that. F- like man, it re- man, love at first sight totally exists. Like I, my first impression <laughs> was like you were awestruck. I was awestruck with such. Oh, uh, what's that line in Halo Two? Uh, dumbstruck. Oh, paralyzed. paralyzed. Yeah, Brian's oh, got it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I I was arbiter at that moment. And, Were you um, blinded by its majesty? <laughs> uh, uh, utterly. <laughs> it Dude, was I, so, I, so phenomenal. Yeah, I get that though, man. Um, first time I saw that on that Pillar of Autumn level, I was like, what is this game? And I don't know, you know, I mean, it's my favorite Halo, but I, I, don't, I don't know why to this day that... Moment, oh really? The Pillar of Autumn. Yeah, I, I don't know why that stood out to me compared to other games I had just caught as a fly on the wall. But it that looks was, terrific. That, that was the Pandora's box moment of okay, I need an Xbox because right, PlayStation Two. You are you were coming off PlayStation. Every Nintendo console that was out by that time, you were coming off previous iterations. But Xbox was this new thing, kind of like Dreamcast, which was my favorite console. So it it had that oh, really? moment. Yeah. So when I, when you I saw were talking about the mystery of CE earlier photon. And like, I agree with you. What it makes me think of is like when I play Halo combat evolved and I, I get a sense of all that mystery and mystique playing through that campaign. There's, there's a semblance that none of that mystery from that game has been answered still, even though we got sequels, even though we have Halo two through infinite, it feels like the mystery that evokes out of combat evolved it's still there, and it still feels unanswered to me when I play CE. I don't know if like that makes sense to people, but like I know we got answers. We know what the forerunners are and all that stuff. But when I play CE, it's like a time and a place, like where that game was when it was developed, and it just feels so mysterious. I still play it and still feel like I'm in a world where I'll never know what's going on. You know what I right, mean? Right, right, and that, that's that's one of the one of many great appeals of CE. Um, and it's like the, it's, 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 it's like, um, I'll go back to what I had explained on the previous episode with Final Fantasy. Remember when, how I had like referred to it, referred to the Final Fantasy franchise as like this absolute golden standard, like a high caliber of video games that, um, achieve getting a check mark on every tier that makes a game a game the music yeah. the story the characters the atmosphere the combat the the gameplay itself the UI absolutely every single aspect has been lovingly considered with so much depth and yet beautiful simplicity and that's one of the, also a, a hallmark of what makes CE such a terrific game is 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 it 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 provides such a solid experience because it is simple and it doesn't have so much complexity that it, it kind of mind boggles you too quickly, too soon. It's, it's, it's a perfect paper, rock, scissors dynamic and not to poo poo the, as Josh likes to say, 
not my turn to say it. Not to not to poo poo um, the sequels to Halo. Mm-hmm. The the dynamic becomes utterly complicated and more. There's more. There's more you need to think about and consider, which does have its appeal. And I have nothing bad to say about people who enjoy that. That's like it's totally valid. But for CE, it's it's that simple triangle of yeah. grenade melee firing, and mm-hmm. it, it's it's what makes it a thirty seconds of fun. Just, the yeah. Thirty seconds fun, yeah, Jamie. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like butcher Jamie Grismer's. Jamie right? Grismer. Yeah. Oh, you got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't keep. I can't. I, I won't. I, I don't think I can say anything else. Um, I'll just keep looping on how I. You're good, saw, man. It's, uh, it's a magic it's game. Do. There's I mean, something special about. There really is. There's something special about it because I mean, uh, like Brian said, it it, it does. It, it's kind of like when I watch The Fellowship of the Ring. Even though I know how everything turns out, I can I, I kind of go back to that point in time when I first saw the movie, and I didn't know um, that it was based off a of, you know a trilogy of books or anything like that. So you know when I get to the end of the movie, you know when I'm walking out of the theater, I'm like I thought they were going to Mordor, you know. So I was like really stumped. So it's like uh, it's like when I played Combat Evolved, even though I know where all the answers are and where they lead to, I can remember a time when I still felt all that all those questions, and when I replay it. I kind of, it's like an uh, I'm revisiting an echo of of uh, that that memory that really enraptured me with that game. So definitely understand, mm-hmm. definitely understand. I got the music yeah. when you're ready, Photon, to read Here. chapter three. Oh man. Okay, you so have to, you guys have I'm to tell going. me once I start the music if it sounds appropriate. Yeah, give me that audible recording, Photon. Oh my god, I've been waiting for this opportunity for so long, and whatever yeah, platform. Um. Let me say a couple more words about it, and then I'll say music cue, and then I'll say, and I'll say music cue at the end to okay. have you have you stop it. Um, so this is a, a love project I started. Um, I I couldn't get when I couldn't get CE out of my mind. I was in high school, and or no, I take that back. I take that back. I was I was in middle school, and. In class, I, I could not stop thinking about CE. So I would start making like the beginnings of this story that I knew was going to be maybe longer than a short story. Ultimately, it's becoming a novel. I'm at like 13 chapters now. Wow. And oh, I, still nice. intend on, wow. I still intend on amending more to it. But That's I, impressive. I have so many. I have, I'm, I'm, I'm too ambitious of a person. I'd like to jump to so many different projects that I kind of abandoned FDO. But uh, anyhow, I digress. Like, so I present to you the chapter three, first few segments, uh, and it's my favorite chapter, and it's the most Halo-ish one of all. And uh, I was just so excited during school to just write a paragraph in between classes and think about what I was going to write during class. And when I got home, I kind of like kept thinking, like, where's where's going to keep going? You know, I kept right, like building right. a timeline in my head. Um, so, uh, the first two chapters are actually the invasion of pillar bottom from the, of course, the point of view of these elites. And, um, so chapter three, I'm about to read is, uh, the landing on halo and entering halo. So no further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I proudly present the fifth division as soon as mission history. 
time cycle three approximately 12 units location aboard a covenant troop ship above halo ring slash foundation spirited quest alpha base we land in pairs Renoli, you're with Oris Nebuli. That'll leave you two. Saith and Faith together. The Echelon was fighting against the noisy entry of the ring's atmosphere while explaining our first directives. I will follow out shortly behind you all, using a different approach. Do not forget to activate your invisibility generators upon entering the Foundation itself. Recall to yourselves everything that I've already told you for, and we'll get through this operation with no incident. Contact me on SPR once you have an update. I'll be awaiting it. Now, allow me to conceal this crap from any human eyes. Let your faith guide you, my brothers. For the glory of the covenant! He parked us on top of an enormously skewed mesa, carefully tucking the U-shaped covenant craft behind a sizable grouping of shrubs and a massively neighboring tropical tree. All around us, a fatal drop to the mesa's bottom could be had, to be sure. Our division leader's chosen insertion point would reduce a lot of unwanted visibility of our craft. Intelligent. For how long it would last unseen, though, no one knew. A fact that rendered us a touch insecure about our arrival. Not only had we just landed on this holy foundation, this supermassive halo ring, for our first time, but the human scum was apparently already laying claims to it. Draska, let us enter the holy foundation complete our duties, and then we can possibly savor some time to decimate and desecrate. Nebuli clicked his mandibles in excited patterns. I mimicked it. Our anti-gravity troop ship came to a halt, hovering several degrees above sighing grass. We rapidly unlocked ourselves from our royal purple seats and hopped out onto the moist grass of the Foundation in unison. Instantly, it felt like we landed inside a patch of massive feathers instead, eliciting the flight responses of countless tiny insects into the atmosphere around us. The very air we breathed contained a foreign freshness to it, an inexplicably crisp quality assailing our senses something beyond divine. An assortment of fauna was also heard from virtually everywhere, playing a seemingly never-ending spectrum of strange sounds. All of it culminated into a vivid orchestra around us. Everything seemed so surreal here. Fantastical. It almost seemed better than our home world, Sangelios. Almost. The four of us armor-clad Sangheili proceeded to smartly slide down the mesa's edges at angles, slowly traversing across the exposed roots of the ancient jungle tree, while Salita and Trami, our division leader, took the troop ship back into the air and away from our sight. Once we made it successfully below the mesa, a large expanse of yawning grasslands greeted us in every direction, dominating our immediate horizons with open greenery. Knowing the human alpha base to be situated many, many units away from us, we began hoofing it downspin of this holy ring towards our target destination. It was difficult to not marvel at our distant horizon. The ring far ahead of us rose up and over itself, circling high above our heads by countless measurements, and finally back to a sweeping curve to meet our distant backs. 
All of this being squashed between a gargantuan red gas giant located to our far left and a small white moon to our right, two cosmic bodies flanking us as we walked upon this mysterious holy foundation, ultimately putting us in our place. We were out in an uncharted sector of space we, the Covenant, had never even sailed across before. Inside foreign territory, even to us, intergalactic conquerors. Out in the middle of absolutely nowhere, galaxies away from home, on the inside of what appeared to be an enormously terraformed ring, acting as the Covenant's arm, sent to rid a vile alien species off this holy existence. Covenant janitors, if you will. We were so heavily primed with bodily and spiritual energy that it didn't take us very long to reach a new area, one where we eventually spotted several human contacts up ahead. They were likely the first line of defense, securing the local perimeter as if it were their bases welcome that. I responded to this initial threat by ordering the further division of our team into two sub-squads, Oris and myself representing the first quotient, and Faith and Saith as the second quotient. With the quick tap of my SPR, sending everyone a message, I made us commit to a flanking, flanking maneuver around the enemy with a crested sniper support. Our destination was located upon a large hill, where we spotted human warriors to be milling about, undoubtedly guarding an entry into the Holy Foundation. Likely to be one of many entries into the Foundation, it was housed by a construction that emerged from the apex of the hill. We immediately counted a grand total of four enemy contacts. Four for four. Not even remotely a challenge. Oris and I were slowly making our way to the top. While not far away, our second quotient was carefully framing hapless human heads through targeting reticles. Through the low din of the ring's ambience, I promptly heard four nearly imperceptible slugs being discharged. Four human contacts in turn reported by tumbling unceremoniously downhill. One of them did a sad little bark and cried something unintelligible. Another managed to roll up a, slightly up a slight embankment and sell off a cliff away to an unknown doom. This evoked a low chuckle from Nebuli's chest. I couldn't repress my desire to do the same. Not forgetting to hug points of cover in case of the chance of a backup human fire team, we soon reached the hill's apex. Our first destination on foot now met. We approached swiftly towards the remaining bodies, checking for any valuable information before we concealed them between a pair of strange, unruly shrubs. Lifeless and useless, unlike the celestial life around us. We returned to the entryway and peered at the door solemnly, momentarily pondering our inevitable future encounters with the humans below. After ordering the activation of our invisibility generators, the four of us smartly tapped a combination of buttons located on the yellow oval underneath our forearms, the SPR. In response, three light blue blips interspersed across our sensory radars, and the light refracting generators morphed us into complete transparency. We slipped our way inside, the once guarded front door, grinning with pride and determination. Where I feel like I just listened to a five minute sample on uh on Audible, you know, and, and I'm like, okay, I got the credit to buy the book. Where's the book, man? <laughs> no, that's actually pretty good. It's very well written, even, Photon. I'm not even done. I'm, I'm not even done. But I, I, I deeply appreciate you guys' comments. I wanted to share this. Yeah, um, nice. This next piece, actually, like two more. So that was a segment, I, you know, a, a segment, and mm-hmm. and um, 
Bro, so, you said the four for four in there. I I, I thought of Wendy's immediately. Oh no! <laughs> That's just because I'm hungry, bro. But no, that was good. I was there, oh, man. No. I was there. <laughs> I don't want you to tell me rumbling through all this. No, 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 dude. man. I love it, dude. I, I love want it. You to it, grave mind us. <laughs> I like that they call them humans. Human, human. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few ways, a few things like that. I, 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 I thought about making it as novel as possible. Um, you know, towards believing that it's, you're, it's truly this alien, foreign experience. The way I wrote, I wrote Pillar, Pillar of Autumn on the first two chapter, chapters, mm-hmm. is. Uh, P-Y-L-L-A-R space V-A-W-T-U-M. So when you read it, you're like, oh, they don't even know what they're saying. Actually, I have to admit that's not uh, a gen- that's not an uh, original idea. That, that th- I'm pretty sure that spelling is – I actually stole that from like the first Halo book, I think. Because um, it does – Oh, okay. Okay. Because it does have like – elite perspectives man i forgot how that was i think i did end up reading that first book and it helped me it helped me edit um the first draft of fdo because as any good writer does you know it's um you don't just settle with the first draft i'm actually reading you guys like technically like the fifth sixth sixth draft of this chapter which is one of the reasons why i'm reading it is because i think it's the best draft uh the most updated chapter out of the entire the entirety I have. So I think that's why it comes off more crisp. Uh, now, if, if, if I may cycle three, 13 units somewhere beneath the foundation, one level underground. We had compromised several locations that had metal ionized quite pathetically on these strange ancient foundation doors, but still no human contact. This was something these aliens had apparently considered to be as locks. What a supreme joke. We melted through the locked door with combined plasma energy and breached this first sector, weapons aiming at the ready. We proceeded to move through the doorway in pairs. Our weapons trained forward and prepared for any human contacts, our invisibility cloaking us comfortably. We were hunters ready for the prowl. Our only disadvantages we possibly had was the unfamiliarity of the geography of this foundation, the humans already having landed upon it with a slightly larger understanding of it, but only slightly. Farther this way, within the setting of one unit's portion, I announced, the foundation here contained featureless gray halls as we traversed its unknown depths. It all seemed linear at this point as I led our trepidatious trek deeper into the belly of this cosmic beast. Every now and then, I would state our current position and how far our destination was. Though we had never visited these strange depths before, our maps were configured configured long before our united insertion. The prophets had a technology that mapped the ring world thoroughly. Yet reading it all now, here inside these oddly quiet caverns of antiquity, I found it to be grossly misleading. It began to stress me out. The underground network of this grand cosmic facility was absolutely haywire, a cartographer's worst nightmare. If seen from a cutaway angle, it appeared to be composed of countlessly zigzagging levels of dead ends that fed into each other, fed into each other at obscure and anomalous angles. Any erroneous, erroneous direction would prove most disappointing, not to mention rather costly in terms of time. Thankfully, nothing untoward occurred. 
Ever since the elimination of the topside guards and gaining entry into the underground, everything was relatively uneventful. Yet a phantom of fear managed to maliciously hang above our collective heads. The slightest possibility of having raised a full-scale alarm within the human-occupied foundation and not knowing it. How do we know this isn't some elaborate trap, too? Our lives were at the mercy of whatever organization this human filth thought it possessed. A security question refused to believe was entirely foolproof. We hated to admit. No one voiced this fear as we proceeded to slosh through the short corridors of, corridors of tepid, decaying plant water. After trotting through a few more featureless hallways and rooms, we soon found ourselves before a slight ramp which led into yet another foundation door. But this one was heftier than any we had previously encountered. A double door from the looks of it. A possible milestone door that allowed a deeper access into another sector of the facility. Naturally, it was double the reinforcement, ionized with more devices of so-called locking. Not an unapproachable problem, but also not a very simple one either. Nebuli, see what you can do with this barrier, I ordered casually. The previous spirited quest gifted us a deeper foresight than before, one that taught us to be a degree more reliable for one another, more synchronized. After a deep meditation on the truth and reconciliation, I had poured over the previous quest in my mind, going over every detail, mentally studying the notes of the careless mistakes and hampered choices that were made from emotional impulses. I felt more determined than ever before, in light of the previous spirit quest. My remaining FDO members from the previous quest, Faith Norris, also must have meditated as I had for it was no difficulty in noting a graver disposition emanating from them both now. Despite our heavy losses, I developed a secret belief that it was the FDO's destiny in helping the Covenant achieve total military dominion of the stars. Except we had to trifle with Saith occasionally, our only weak hoof of the group. He was loyal like Faith, but a little more careless due to it. He was rumored to overanalyze and become a bit of a fanatic when combat situations came up hot. Of course, like most novices, his only desire was to prove himself to the holy prophets. I viewed him as both, paradoxically, a cure and a blessing. He was an unknown to me, but not unwelcome to be under my command. It was the prophet's will, and I was not born to be one to doubt our holy leaders. That would be heresy. All of a sudden, I heard a notable clank, followed by an upset metallic groan. The grating must have required some serious equipment. The thing weighed an extraordinary amount, especially for these puny humans. There we are, Dreska. My curse apparatus has reached its final strength. It has broken down in the process, unfortunately. These damnable human aliens locked this sector far more thoroughly than I'm willing to give them credit for, Your Excellency, announced the disappointed Horace Nebuli. That's fine, Oris. Let us proceed, I commanded. The other two Asunas were visibly disappointed, I could sense. No one liked the sound of broken equipment so early on a spirited quest. Your Excellency, may I inquire as to when Salita and Trammy shall be returning? Piped up, saith Farami, as we made our way through the ominous double doors. He shall arrive soon enough. I placed some beacons for him to find. Don't worry about it, Nebuli. I'm sure he is having a battle of his own right now and is carrying out his duties accordingly. To reach us eventually is an understatement. Let us proceed, 5th Division. I motioned my weapon forward. I stepped in first. 
Instantly, I was greeted by the sight of a sizable chamber, one dominated by four pillars in the middle of it. I walked in deeper, allowing the rest of my nearly complete division to enter. I gave a no-hostiles-present gesture. The more we walked in, the more we arrived to a silent conclusion that something else was going on here, something else entirely. Beyond the doorway before us, we observed a region significantly different from any other passageway we had previously traveled to. What had begun as a series of dull gray hallways into this hallowed foundation, ones we found to be oddly reminiscent of human interior design as seen in the pillar of bottom, now seemingly involved into interesting mosaics that boldly sprouted against the walls beyond us. Transfixed like never before in our covenant lives, we proceeded to silently gaze in complete awe of this, of this peculiar chamber, attempting to feebly intuit whether this area posed as a threat or not. We could only remain rooted as statues, allowing our curiosity to check itself solemnly, for we were afraid suddenly. But the more we gazed in, the more secure we began to feel as our minds rationalized the arrangements to be of a non-hostile presence. A more cohesive marriage slowly began to appear before our unworthy foreign eyes. It was simple, our minds communicated finally. Before us was, an, was a purposeful arrangement of white lights. They were strategically glowing from nearly every surface with a strange artistic geometry utterly unknown to us, to our entire covenant. The lights ominously glowed from an incomprehensible source of power, another oddity, which yawned away from us and into multiplying branches, effectively seducing us into venturing further inside it. Despite the misgiving feelings of moving forward, I willed myself to take the first steps inside a further connecting anomalous chamber ahead. I knew I had a responsibility greater than ever now. I knew I had to lead our division with the very confidence my holy prophet made evident to me earlier on the truth and reconciliation. Confidence had to translate into action. I stepped inside, primary weapon professionally trained for any instance, and halted not far from the doorway where my squadron was nervously waiting behind. I chose to cautiously wait a few cells half expecting a response of some kind from somewhere to randomly occur. I felt safe, yet rites of combat experience scolded me into observing more patience here. I continued to wait a full unit, rotating my helmeted head in every direction, assessing the area very carefully before finally proving any fear invalid. There was only silence. Soon after, I made the decision to motion my squad in, seeing the anxiety clearly etched into their eyes. I was no different. I whispered the words, Spirited Quest, which suddenly fueled our unwilling hoofs into delving further inside this strange interior. After a final and careful assessment of the area, we promptly deduced empty space, our primary weapons still drawn to any would-be threat. Within this empty, moderately-sized chamber, we continued to gaze in every direction at every surface. There was a defining presence here that clearly evoked some untold vivid imagination. The sense of flawless execution and design was utterly apparent and it continued to intimidate us. Even the floors we were standing on evoked its own unique story. How did anyone or thing have the time to construct something so majestic? But most importantly, what did it all mean? 
But we were not assigned by the holy prophets to ponder over such trivialities, as sacred as this reality appeared to us. As much as it pulled our very spirits, we were instructed to carry out our spirited quest. No, we were just warriors of the covenant, not religious figures. Such deep matters would have to be reserved for the holy prophets to ponder on, and the holy prophets only. A matter best left to their trusted care, not ours. We were warriors, a job we considered a privilege to be beyond measure to carry out. If any of us had secretly harbored any resentment and being able to serve the covenant, that evaporated in this room. I snapped to my senses and cast my attention to my brothers, who were eagerly awaiting my command. Quietly, I said, Oris, do you spot that up there as I do? And the ceiling above, right there? What is that abomination? Of human design, I would, I would declare no question of it. They're hiding something. My squad grunted a synchronized acknowledgement. Good. The team was still on their hoofs, accurately aware of our purpose again. After dubiously investigating this foundation's entry, we felt a much-needed boosting of morale, for the grating above contrasted starkly from the rest of the motif of this creative room. It disturbed me greatly, and saw that Orse's eyes agreed with my suspicions. Saith and Faith stood patiently next to each other. I idly noted that Faith's young blood brother, Saith, seemed the most captivated by the foreign designs that surrounded us, and had already lost all interest in what the rest of, uh, of, the rest of us were anticipating. I've been given one of the freshest novices the Covenant fleet could provide. Saith was blessed with high proficiency in both Covenant and human firearms alike, I'd been informed. An undeniable asset to my FDO, and yet it unnerved me greatly knowing he had been released from graduate training but only a cycle ago. Thanks to his above-average results and his talent for marksmanship, he had justly earned the Prophet's will and therefore placed under my command. But still, a novice nonetheless. I announced solidly, Intuition beckons us here, brothers. I can feel it. These stupid humans have unwittingly left us a possible trail. How typically human of them. We shared a light-hearted chortle of agreement. And if this path proves fruitless, let us never lose a degree of our spirit. We will find purchase to our enemy. This I promise you, my brothers. Oris Nebley gave me an assuring glance, a knowing glance, and walked away from us silently, where he proceeded to pace beneath the roughly hewn metal, eyes firmly glued to the sign of whatever it was that appeared welded against the ceiling's will. I ordered for Saith and myself to flank the entryway behind us. No such thing as too much security, I reasoned. Though the inferior humans were sloppy creatures with exceedingly poor taste and design, and as much as it wounded our great covenant pride, no one could deny them their craftiness for violence. They were widely considered to be the most vulnerable species with weak pink flesh bipedals of all the universe we had ever encountered. Yet due to previous engagements with them from across several of their filthy colonized worlds, our prophets have declared them still capable of the occasional, dangerous, and bloody counter-strike. I simply would not allow that chance to happen to my beloved FDO, as small of a chance as that was. He was gazing at it so fixedly that I too found myself joining him in the shared gazing upwardly, and then I saw it. After briefly berating myself for having not seen it first, I spotted what Oris must have been intently considering. Barely visible within the awful welding above, there existed, there existed, goodness, 
there existed a few mangy exposed spaces with the metal within the metal obstruction itself viable targets for breaching targets worthy for a grappling procedure i assumed was the breaches breach specialist's thoughts all the while the rest of us remained silent respecting his need for focus his countenance was occupied with a furious concentration, one undoubtedly busy calibrating the required heating parameters and the undoing of the human's rushed handiwork. Though the task was not even remotely difficult, at least not for a trained Asuna, but we all knew that was no excuse. Flawless execution in every action was the Asuna ideal, the only acceptable path towards victory. He continued to pace some more, committing the aberrations detail to his mind for precise aiming for the grapple procedure. He was preparing the tracked shot in his mind over and over, even though he had ascertained innumerable security breaches several galaxies across Covenant-occupied star systems before. No task, whether small or great, was ever considered to be so, since the outcome of either always led our greatness to ultimate dominion. A famous Asuna saying, all challenges were met with the fullest of attention and effort for assurance of no mistakes. Ever. In old adage, only we the Asunas were trained into believing and knowing. Our military training was exclusive from what the rest of the Covenant Army was subjected to. Nebuli, putting those wise words into practice before us, made me feel a deep sense of pride for our spirited quest. Finally deciding to release an indestructible metal cord from a, from a side lag a compact leg compartment, and smartly laced one end around his two foreclaws, allowing a manageable length of slack to slink beneath his grasp. He then applied the other end into the barrel of his primary weapon. After aiming carefully between an open space within the metal, he fired it above us, making a quiet plink sound as the cord found purchase through a slat of the metal grating, successfully hooking the metal wear tightly. The breach specialist ordered, Faith, Fire your rifle at the corners and work your way around. I'll do the rest. Oris Nebley was a specialist at environment adaptation and security issues. His gifted talent. I trusted in everything he was doing and ordering. Saith slunk back next to me as he watched his blood brother and Nebley melt the edges of the crooked grating. He looked nonplussed. After a steady hum of plasma fire, the environment team successfully snapped the metal aberration clean off. It fell and landed with an upsetting clank. Oris unhooked the fiber cord after it came down and idly kicked the sad grating aside. Such human perversion of the holy foundation, he growled. He repeated the same procedure with the cord weapon combination and shot the hooked end upwardly into the now vacant hole above us. At my decree, the three of them ensured the cord was stabilized for my ascent, first to enter the unknown. Ignorant to the discord, that likely resided above us. Is that all from the? Was that all the one chapter? That's actually like the the first half of chapter three. First half of chapter. Oh, three. Man. Wow, man, dude, you put a lot of time into this. You said you started working on this how many years ago? Um, yeah, I initially conceived it in like two thousand two ish. Okay. Wow. And then, like, over, like, over. And interspersed amounts throughout the years i would work on it and right. add a little bit and polish on it a little bit more and more and and um like i said that that's the most polished the first three are the most polished chapters and 
chapter three is my favorite one because it it captures that nostalgia of CE. I think. Yeah, I'm using CE yes. as a background like visual. While that's what I was it. doing too. Yeah. No, that's cool. When you can see your love of Halo, but also just your uh, your your passion for Combat Evolved in particular, like seeping through. And man, you're you're very verbose yeah. with your words. You know, you you have a lot of different your vocabulary in there. My GEDS is like, what's that mean? You know, but I'm there, man. <laughs> you know, GEDS. So, I'm loving it. <laughs> uh, but but no, that's fantastic. And guys, for for everyone listening, uh, make sure you tag him in the Discord. Let him know your thoughts on that. Because man, that's I oh, mean, I that's, appreciate that. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, I want to know what that. Halo guy Halo guy thinks of that. Oh, I bet he'll. Oh, he'll probably have some wild theory, and you'll be like, "I never thought of that." So <laughs> yeah. I can't confirm or deny if that's true. Right. So, um, I, I have to, I have to admit, I kind of, um, I kind of fell with my initial statement when I announced that I tried my best to stick with canon. I think I actually kind of skewed and kind of amended my own kind of my own canon, which is makes it ultimately non-canon with basically proposing that there is this alpha base um, organized on the ring by the humans, which utterly does not happen in CE. And CE, it's this mad, haphazard need to like gather all of the landed Marines and kind of have them... Um, regroup together but they don't create an alpha base of any kind that i have to admit i i i wrongly said it at first when uh i i I tried to stick with canon as much as possible i i kind of i added in alpha base because i thought it that would add more of a it's logical that hey man we won't tell bungie or 343 (laughs) yeah yeah bungie don't care about the lore anyways (laughs) <laughs> no dude that's that's fantastic read man and, and good job with that uh i remember i remember having to do that stuff in like high school i'd get up in front of the class and read stuff man i was a mess i was a mess oh i mean you'd think I'm, with three doing you know all these episodes of the podcast you know three years of doing it you'd think uh, i wouldn't have that but i bet if i was public speaking and reading something that i wrote oh man i'd be shivering and shaking my, my freshman year i had to write my own story we all had to write our own story and I basically said to myself, I'm going to copy Lord of the Rings, but change a bunch of things so it's not Lord of the Rings. Classic. And then once we had to read, we had to read our story to each other. All the kids I read to were like, this seems a lot like the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a terrible right. job I did. The terrible. last time I wrote a short story or a story, I was like in sixth grade and it was about how all these ass cheeks were attacking the school and me and my friends Whoa. had to defend the school from a giant, bu- a, a bunch of giant butt cheeks. Yeah. Like no humans attached, just no. literal. No, the, oh. it was like after the school had ended and we were all, we went on lockdown. No one could leave and we had to defend them. So yeah, it was school lockdowns, but not for a butt cheek. And it was like very much <laughs> in the vein. It was very much in the vein of captain underpants, but the more I wrote it, the more it got like, the more it was getting like a, uh, like straight up underworld vibes. And I was like, I'm done. I'm going to go, Write something else now, and then I underworld vibe. So all the yeah. all the butt cheeks was, were in tight black leather. Oh, dude! Well, because I was in like I, I was looking like Neo and shit, man, in my edge lord like coat and jacket and <laughs> what shit the hell like are that. You talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. Okay, uh, to, to get back on track, man. Um, that takes. A well, lot. no. Yeah. Well, hold on. But were the butt cheeks from Maquisha Shanene? Oh man, oh. it was close. It was close. He was in our group that was helping defend the school, but no, mm. they were not from him. Okay. 
just had to was... have that clarified from who's butch. <laughs> I, I'm glad you remember that, man. I appreciate it. Oh, that. man. That's like one of my favorite things. That and Brian's uh, farting Jesus. Farting Jesus. It. It turned into a video meme. I still like, have that video meme saved. Yeah, I love I love you're, that. That's like... The part, the part you animated that part where it's I'm talking and I go... So yeah, basically you just have farting Jesus dominating the map, and then you make both <laughs> me and Josh's face like cry, laugh, and it makes me die every time. Uh, hey, hey, that's exactly what I wanted. To, what I, you took the words out of my mouth is yeah, the, the the genuine, like, just belly full of laughter that Josh belts out just like completely capitalizes on it. It's just I appreciate it's so, it's so damn funny. I appreciate that, man, because Brian's such a great. Brian's probably the best storyteller I've ever known. So whenever this I've guy says something, that. I'm like, I'll get quiet. And there's a little part of me now that like, if we're in, a, if we were in a group, I would want to like see vicariously how everyone else reacts because I'm so used to it now. But there's always been a part of me that's like, oh, I want to hear this story again, or oh, I've never heard this one before. How I never, what is, how how's this one gonna go? And I usually end up right. barrel of laughs. And uh, I will say, as a behind the scenes thing, when we, I think that was in the second episode, and Brian is telling that story. Uh, playing the the his, his first land party at church, and he mentions the farting Jesus thing, and uh, you were killed by farting Jesus, and uh, <laughs> that was the moment I think, you know, that early in when I realized, okay, this is going to be pretty fun to do. Like the first episode, you know, yeah. we we didn't know what we were doing, but yeah. the second episode, yeah. that's the moment when I'm like, oh, cool, it's really cool to preserve this this stuff. I, right. I can go back and remember if I need a laugh, I'll go listen to Brian tell the you know, story one, of farting Jesus. One thing I never it. expected, it became a staple of the podcast, but I never expected, it was never planned, is like, I'll get super serious, and I'm talking about Halo lore, I'm talking about, yeah, the Forerunners had this plan 100,000 years ago, and just in the middle of me talking with such conviction, conviction and such seriousness, Josh will be, Josh will be like, so, so you're saying uh, Born Stellar's diarrhea was everlasting? And I'll, just, <laughs> I'll just keep talking, bold face straight. And I'll just ignore Josh and just keep talking straight. But then when people listen back to the episode, they'll be like enraptured in what I'm saying. And then they'll start dying laughing because Josh had said something stupid. And then they'll come in the Discord and they'll be like, man, when Brian was trying to talk about the Forerunners and, and, and Josh mentioned Born Stellar's butt cheeks everlasting, that was <laughs> hilarious. So, yes. But man, Photon, we're going to get back over to you so we yeah. can get... I know you got a lot there and we got like 20-ish minutes left, but I, man... Yeah. You have the floor. Sure. You have the floor. Hi, right, man. Freaking pasta, pasta in the backseat, baby. Noodles in my sauce, bro. I understand. <laughs> Absolutely. I understand. He said. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thank sense. you so much. Thank you so much for the um, the prior prioritization there. I I generally have quite a lot more I uh I want to share. I I dare say I can uh, knock this all out. Um. I'm. C- I know, but like uh, I want to allude to kind of almost like a a failed thing is that we, we tried to play the ambience and that totally didn't pull through. If I give you something that actually has like people speaking and stuff like that, that should come through, right? Because I think ambience is. I mean, that was like literally like wind. Maybe it didn't pick up. Uh, um, I don't know. I'm not sure if it. Would I don't come think it or- will simply because we all got our headphones on, so it wouldn't come out. Uh, but you guys do it before. I know you guys. Yeah, like play, I was using. We play like voice Josh. recordings. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We yeah, can try it if you want. Try that. Yeah. Oh, we'll play it. Play it through your phone. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What but you... but not now. I'm 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 okay. I'm just I'm I'm just prepping that possibility. Oh. I'm that. So I have one more feature that is 
I, I, like obviously, I, 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 uh, as I alluded, I want that to be played so we can all hear it. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll send that to you when the time is right. I'm gonna have that um, as the as the as the the finale to this storytelling episode. Okay. Um, I feel like that's what this episode should, would like probably call it. It's just like stories with photon, story time with photon, or something like that. And Irish yeah. Phoenix is like, I got my notes ready. <laughs> 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 By the way, I love, I love, I love, I love that we have that um, Irish Phoenix um, always making the, the those memes to kind of like capitalize on, the on, on it. See? Yeah, re- reflect on it. Yeah, it's like all yeah, the, he needs all to the get juicy to... meme, juicy memories all in one spot. Now he needs to do for this episode. You know what's the guy? What Josh will know the name of the guy. What's the guy? The the meme with the guy pointing at the diagram behind him, looking crazy, like with a circle. Oh, oh that's Charlie yeah. Day. Yeah, from Charlie oh, Day. That Charlie Day meme, and then like our Irish Phoenix can take that Charlie Day meme, but didn't have uh, a del a base a base on the Halo One ring, an alpha base, and him being like, and then in like quotes, it's like there was no alpha base on Combat Evolved. That's not canon. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but go ahead, Photon. Yeah, I feel floor, I buddy. feel conflicted about that. It's like yeah. Oh no, dude, it's stick can- with it. It's not man. canon, but. Oh, that, that sucks because I really tried to make something. No, man, stick up, with it. I ended up making, you know dude, making it my own. Three like four three three games aren't thing. canon, and they actually are. So <laughs> yeah, and, and look, mm-hmm. man, stick with that. Make sure you that's finish that, man. Work. That sounds like you said you started that in 2002, and that's like a, you know, it's been 21 years now, you know, more or less. Passion project. It deserves to be finished, and people deserve to read that, man. I would love to think I will. Thank you for the encouragement. Uh, I, I want to keep making it like that, like that, where like I would actually release it as me narrating it, like an audio book. I'd rather have it because there's more. You can add, you can apply the emotion to the words, mm-hmm. and the flow and the pacing can be embellished on. Whole, yeah, embellished on, and 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 it's a whole another language. That's the beautiful thing about like, like when you have a when you prefer a phone call over texting it's because you would rather hear the emotion between the person's words when it, when it's text it's just this cold message that can be interpreted however so there's a there's a there's a particular um novelty to it, like it audio which is going to be the next feature uh, i share to you brian uh but soon okay so back on my note taking track i am moving on to how um so so Halo 2 comes out, and I was into video editing. I got into video editing, and I badly want to tell this story because this is one of the most important stories of my entire life because it's like uh, the most profound reason why I, like, I feel like I'm alive is to, is, is to create videos. I, I have this – I always get this adrenaline rush when I know when I'm about to begin a project, and it, it just fuels my heart so deeply – uh, every time I make videos, I, I uh, so let me say, let me begin by saying, um, when I was 15 years old, I came across this game called Counter Strike for computer mm-hmm. on uh, the particularly the Counter Strike 1.6 era, which is which is arguably the first Counter Strike um, that came out. But it's 1.6, so it was like many iterations. But so one, uh, version 1.6 is like the final crystallized form of original Counter-Strike. Mm-hmm. Anywho, I got deeply motivated by that game, like CE level before CE came out. 
it's one of the most influ- four most influential games of my life, which is Counter Strike, Halo CE, Legend of Dragoon, and Morrowind. Those are the four most important mm-hmm. games of, I ever have, and it's just it. It's who I am today. Um, anyhow, uh, I was deeply, deeply, deeply in love with CS, and um, and so what you do when you're deeply in love with that stuff or any game, you go online and you watch videos, and then that's when I learned about this thing called montages. I did not know about this stuff, but apparently people take a collection of handsome displays of great gameplay, these clips of great gameplay, and mesh it with music and make it super creative and engaging. And man, I was hooked like kid on crack. I knew I wanted to make videos for, for like as my main new thing. So I switched from creative writing to video editing. And for over 18 years now, I have stuck to this passion of video editing. It's, oh, it's cool. how you guys met me. Mm-hmm. It's how a lot of people meet me. Uh, Photon is like synonymous with some sort of video more, more often than not. Yeah. It's, uh, I kind of went to school for it. I learned Adobe, um, but I want to progress. So, um, I Halo 2 was not let me say um, I was 15 and I was video editing with a deep passion for Counter-Strike I ended up getting an original Xbox and I got CE and that was a deep thing but I wasn't making videos for that my first videos I made were for Counter-Strike on Xbox I became decently known in the Counter-Strike Xbox community and the video editing capacity I became a member of some of the highest competing clans in the game at the time oh wow i was in a clan called spo and then then i rose to the top and joined sk and made videos for them i made i pretty much cut my teeth my video editing teeth in the counter-strike uh, xbox community for a hmm. very long time like didn't know that a very long time like 15 years i put time into counter-strike xbox videos and then halo 2 came out and then that's when I first started making video my uh, montages for um, myself and all of my friends, of course, for free because I freaking love it. And back then it was a brutal time to record. You had to do this whole crazy combination of a VHS over to computer um, cap- and you had to have a capture card. So my first job when I was like 15, 16 I was Pizza Hut. And my sole purpose was to save up for a $1,600 desktop computer that had a capture card installed in it. And after about a year of saving, I, I finally got it. I got this computer, and I, all I could think about was creating videos. And that's all I have been doing since that. Since then, is creating videos. And it was for the first videos were Counter Strike. I made a whole slew of those, and then Halo Two came out, and I made. Uh, montage movie for my friends, which was oops, there goes my desktop. I mean, laptop. <laughs> um, Thank you, buddy. Uh, I made. I, I had this really cool moment. Man, so many things I want to share. Uh, I, I had this really cool um, montage movie I made for my Halo Two buddies at school. I had them all send me VHS tapes. I had a pyramid. A Take pyramid. that one, Irish Phoenix. A pyramid <laughs> of VHS tapes that I had to watch and sort and find the best clips. And ultimately I made this like Halo 2 frag movie of like eight other friends and myself. And then that was like my first major project for video editing. 
And then I remember, oh man, I, I, I burned, I finally burned that movie onto several CDs and I handed it out to all the, all my friends at school. And man, I felt like a, felt like a king, man. I was like, yeah, check out Hell this movie yeah. I made. It's so cool. It's like, you're involved. And they, they loved it. And that's when I first was like, man, yeah, I'm really, I'm really kind of making this like this video editing career for myself. And then, um, Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I abandoned another uh, kind of key milestone in my video editing thing during Counter Strike. I uh, they, my 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 clans that were I was in, or the clan I was in, they were competing so well in so many different tournaments. Uh, my clan leader entrusted me to actually receive all of the tournament winnings, mm-hmm. which amounted to, to like a little over a thousand dollars. And he Oof. specifically made me have. Oh, I was like, I'm sorry. Uh, but it was this was like they got like three thousand or five thousand dollars in winnings, and he he was from Canada, and he wasn't allowed to collect it. So the my clan my Canadian clan leader trusted me to take this huge check on behalf of the clan and divvy it up, and he gave me a thousand dollars of yeah, those winnings. Awesome. Wow. And that was like the first time I was like, man, my editing is like actually that's a lot of checks. Got me some real money. It's taking me somewhere, yeah. And I'd never intended on making money. I was just doing it out of pure free yeah. passionate Passion. love and everything so I, I need to put that down as a milestone in, in video editing and then halo 2 montage movie for all my friends and then i i kept making a whole slew of other halo montages and then this other game came up called halo 3 you might have heard of it and and then i made a mock um a montage movie for myself called sk fades halo 3 matchmaking massacre montage movie <laughs> Uh, it's like it, it, the, the the length of the movie is, a, is as absurdly long as as the title. And how long I is made, it? <laughs> how long is it? Like twenty three minutes or Hell between yeah, eighteen. Man. I think it's eighteen or nineteen minutes. Okay. And then um, and I I got talk fast. Uh, so I made a whole slew of other Halo three videos for like my friends. Um, and that was a glorious time too for Xbox and video editing. I mean, there was clips you could create and share on the damn box itself kids today will not know the struggle of vhs <laughs> my yeah. goodness it was such a rigmarole to try and like capture all these vhs tape clips and you have to have this capture card blah 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 anyway it's so effortless now you can share it instantaneously Bungie was ahead of the game man you look at the multiplayer and how that's such a normal thing for like matchmaking everywhere on any platform and it started with halo 2 and then you look at you know what they did with the file sharing in Halo Three, and now how we can easily take clips and screenshots of any game on any it's platform. An blessing. Bungie it's just was ahead of the curve back then, man. Yeah, but continue. Gift of God, yeah, gift of God. Like, oh my goodness, it's such a blessing. I'm so thankful that that came to be. Now, clip acquirement. So, I think the word superfluous. I might be wrong on that. Anyhow, moving forward um, to what I want to say into video editing, I. Um, so then after like Halo 3 came out, uh, then Counter-Strike Global Offensive, the sequel to Counter-Strike came out on Xbox 360 and I and I made a whole new presence in that community, which is completely different from the original Counter-Strike on Xbox. And I made a whole new world of friends of and, and associating with clans and making... Um, my own videos there and i made a a a, a csgo funtage series that amounted to 24 episodes 20 24 video episodes that were like anywhere from three to five minutes and that was the initial inception of like 
my desire to make memes. It, it was these fontages were essentially like long video memes where I put just funny stuff on there with funny moments. And that was the beginning of Photon making Halo video memes because then the Counter-Strike Global Offensive community started to die and die down because the PC community was like the master race. And I, after 15 years, have officially ban- abandoned um, on good terms after helping host the tournament, two tournaments. I made two frag movies for the goodness of my, out of the goodness of my heart for the CSGO community called Demolition 1 and Demolition 2, which I think are one of my crowning achievements in my video editing history. I, I absolutely love – I spent uh-huh. a year making those movies. The, uh-huh. I spent 2017 – I ma- I spent nearly an entire the year of 2017 making Demolition 1 and the entirety of 2018 and making Demolition 2. I've never worked so hard in my life on a certain thing, yeah, and it came out proud. absolutely majestic. I'm so happy with it. And then I I left CS I left CSX Counter Strike Xbox and I this is where I come into play and let me do something real quick I, I'm get comfortable on, to make this all you'll you'll see huh okay let's <laughs> do a little preface in here in his OTST gear oh he's OTST taking it off take it off photon <laughs> he now is completely in the nude <laughs> I'm kidding meanwhile we, we've been this whole episode. I'm not. We have been, fans. but this is now photons. Finally, also, you know, it's getting comfy now, getting cozy. <laughs> no, it was cool to hear See that the story Master though. Chief reminds, in the background. Me, reminds me of when I used to write uh, stories when I was younger. And that's when I joined Sacred Icon. Uh. Oh, he's got the Sacred Icon <laughs> shirt on. Throwback to the OG logo. Wow, man. So I left. I I, I ended one chapter. I closed one door to open another one, and that was. I got on Twitter, forgot what year that was, but I got on Twitter to help promote those two frag movies for the Counter-Strike community, and then I left the Counter-Strike community, and then I was like, man, I I really miss my Halo. I want my Halo baby back. I want to caress you again. So, lo and behold, I joined you guys. Boop. Man, I love seeing that. <laughs> and... um. So this was like November 2019, right? And I'm back in the Halo universe, and I'm making memes. I'm, I, I decided I want to put my video editing towards memes, and I did that for like a solid two years. Mm-hmm. And that provided a lot of necessary um, joy in my life, not just for others, but like I was in a really dark place, not just because of 2020, because of I really despised like my job and my life and mm. just – like having to juggle the job and I went back to school to a community college where I actually learned Adobe and upgraded my video editing, which is don't my favorite thing about that is my video editing um, got an uh, upgrade from like regular editing to like actually decent editing because of Adobe, because you guys might not be aware, but Adobe provides like a more professional standard, um, more capability, uh, specifically with Adobe After Effects. Yeah. That's when I can do these crazy things where you can um, extract um, a subject material, such as like our faces, and mm-hmm. I almost put yourself in front of a green screen, but you know, like you're not in front of a green screen right yeah, now, but I can, f- I can video edit you out and, and uh, essentially apply you wherever the hell I like. Yeah. And I can do that on my own now with Adobe After Effects. And that's awesome. I, yeah, I, I got a um, – I spent my stimulus money on 2020 on this terrific, like, gaming laptop so that I, I could afford 
um, being able to do Adobe After Effects, which is highly demanding of RAM. I have a 32 gigabyte RAM now on my uh, computer. So oh, I, shit. I upgraded. Big dick swinging over there. Yeah, baby. Right, <laughs> <laughs> <Brian laughs> shaking his head. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I upgrade my video editing and, and, you know, I, and I kind of have to thank Halo for all that to make it kind of recap. And, um, That's cool, uh, man. Yeah, it's it's it, this is like how influential Halo has been for me. It, it it my love for Halo has taken me through video editing and upgraded it and, and think yeah, thanks to really C E. And then um but you know, I, I had heard that uh you, you have like this undying passion though for um like brute force. No uh, you heard <laughs> you heard wrong. <laughs> Someone told me about that though. Like I, I saw a picture of you. Like I want to. I just sent this to you. I know that's kind of like a like. I just sent this to your inbox, Brian, uh, on on Facebook. So you have to, I, yeah, you have to I, check I, something out. I got like, there's there, a little something something in there for you. Yeah, I saw like you really love that stuff though. Okay, let's see this here. Oh my! Does that fo- <laughs> <laughs> did you do that photon? I don't. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know. There is a edited photo of me very about. happily standing in front of a fountain with brute force caressing in my arms. Sealed uh, copy. Yeah, that's that's uh, not mine. That's, uh, <laughs> that's no. Uh, that's an official picture. Uh, hey, uh, I'll give to, you this. I have to switch over to I'll that. I'll give you this. I have more respect for brute force than Roland, and I have more respect for brute force than Cal Kestis. I'll I will take not it. expunge any further. What's Cal Kestis? I'm a loser. The main character of Jedi Fallen Order. I'm sorry, Josh. I didn't mean to. Oh, you know, I'm it's sorry. All right. I'm used to it. Not... <laughs> oh man. Oh man. That's, I can't that's believe you added a picture of me holding Bruce. Yeah, when you sent uh, me no, that, dude, I, I got a kick out of that. That's been sitting I, on my I, phone I, for a minute. That's just legit. <laughs> so, um, okay, uh, I, I can I can finish this. I wrap this up very soon here. Um, so, do do do. I went from Halo memes, which was the most important thing, one of the most important things in my life, to get me out of the darkness. And uh, hell yeah, I gotta say this: um, the, the the achievement that one of the crowning achievements that I'm um, making these Halo memes have brought me. Um, I actually met an X three four three developer uh, on Twitter, and um, his name is Fotus. Not many people know about him, but he is actually uh, fairly influential. The whole unicorn helmet is entirely his idea. He hmm. is a, he's an individual who was let go from 343 for reasons I'm not allowed to explain. But he has showed me many pictures with him and the crew like OG three, four, three to legitimize his claim. And, um, I was in this really dark place and like 2021 and I had to leave Louisiana. It was really bad for my mental health. I remember that. And lo and behold, Fotis X three, four, three developer invited me to come stay at his house. Wow. And I lived over there for two months. I won't say where for privacy's sake. And I lived there for a couple months until, oh, actually, I should I should conclude that um, one of the most coolest dreams were achieved in my Halo meme slash video editing career, which is a, a reason to announce as a milestone. Is um, you guys were probably aware of it. It's I launched an alternate 
my first alternate Twitter account called Halo O'Clock. Yeah. Oh will, yeah. Which yeah. I, which I will have you guys link in the description below. Drop a comment, subscribe, <laughs> like, and <laughs> when I launched that account, it was a dream finally fulfilled. I also bought with my stimulus money. Besides this badass gaming laptop, I bought this incredible green screen setup for just like a couple hundred bucks with the lights. And um, I had I, I had met a really good Halo MCC friend who ended up coming over to my house from Chicago. And I, I, I met my first online friend that way. Um, his name is Slatchem. Shout out to Slatchem. And he is like – he's kind of like – you would say a tryhard, a sweaty and the CE community. Like he's really gifted and talented with like Natrix and I'm more of the creative side. And we would, we honestly, to this day, last night, we're talking for like two, three hours about like spirituality and religion. Like we connect beyond just Halo. We we're, we've cemented this profound relationship and friendship. He had this dream to create Halo one guide. And I had a dream to create Halo o'clock, my creative side and his, sweaty sweaty side and we both kind of would nurture each other's dreams and he eventually came over on my first time to unveil and use my green screen and i utilized this green screen to its fullest effect and potential when i moved over to photos's house where i had my own bedroom to actually accommodate uh, a green screen and i ended up making these really silly videos where i'm in blood gulch and do you remember inconvenience story yeah i do remember that that was that was, that was then. Okay. Dream. I got you. I've been dreaming. I wrote that down on my notebook in college uh, two years prior. I was like, I want to make a, 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 a Halo green screen TV show kind of thing where I'll post it on Twitter and, and, and eventually yeah. link it with streaming where I'll get in the cockpit with my ODSTs set up. And lo and behold, I left that place because that was toxic and it was bad for my mental health. And I moved to Denver where I am now. Okay, nice. I, yeah, Thanks. I love Hell Colorado. Everybody. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's I've I've had the biggest change in my life mentally. Uh, I'm an eight year recovering alcoholic, and I recently Hell quit yeah, man. my 17 year addiction. Awesome. Thank you. I recently aborted my 17 year addiction to THC uh, over a year and a half ago, which is one of the main reasons my mental health was struggling. I also quit cigarette addiction a 10-year cigarette addiction several years ago as well i being here now has completely uh allowed for this transformation to come to its complete fruition and crystallization but lo and behold i can't do the halo show i haven't been doing a halo clock show my bedroom doesn't accommodate it my situation doesn't accommodate it but i will eventually like to be creating these green screen videos and getting back into streaming so that dream is aborted so i can I, I switched gears to making montages again for the Halo community. And at the same time as I did this, my best friend, Peter's Slatchy, AKA Slatchum, um, he crystallized his dream by turning a, a pathetic little Halo, uh, a pathetic Google doc for Halo one guide where it's pretty much like him creating a strategy guide for like how to do all these matrix on every single map. And it's just so freaking concise. And it's just like the encyclopedia of CE strategical multiplayer stuff. Like he, he's a big sweat, try hard. So I tried to help him in the creative sense. So it started on his dream started on a Google doc and then it hit a website and then that kind of failed. And now he has a successful discord server called the halo one guide, which I will be providing the link as well. Brian, Mm, we'll get it on there. (laughs) 
Yeah, cool, man. Hell yeah. So I helped him with that, and I'm we're, I, I'm in, I'm involved with his community, and um, I recently I shared with you guys the um this really huge project I actually released on Christmas Day, which is the 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 Halo Comedy Evolved Frag movie called Power, which I put an intense amount of work into. Uh, I put a, over 150 hours into it, nearly $200 worth of um, cameo um, purchases with Jeff Steicher and Steve Downs. Yeah, I remember that. I, did you guys ever get a chance to peep? I don't think it? I have no, seen that good. one. Yeah, Brian's apparently seen it, but I don't think I – you'll have to send me that after. When you said you spent oh. all the cameo work, I was like, okay, I got to see what – Awesome. Wow. <laughs> did, you, did you like it? Yeah, did you dude. like it, bro? I, 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 <laughs> oh my I did like it very you much. Yeah, that's I said that's quality. Keep it up. Thank you. <laughs> like hey, yeah. shout Hell out yeah. to Kay and Nick. I, I really, I'm glad, I'm glad you watched it and appreciate it. So that's 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 a that's a milestone in my video editing career is finally making a frag movie for CE. So now that I've come full circle, because I did not make frag movie for CE back then, I started with. I made a frag movie for two, Halo two, Halo three, mm-hmm. yeah. a, a, a few for Counter Strike, and now I'm made full circle. Made one for CE, and uh, I'm I'm extremely proud of that of that production. I have to send it to Josh. Um, yeah. You guys need to check out the Power Frag movie if you like Halo CE. Also, shout out to anyone listening right now who is or wants to be interested in playing um, CE custom maps. Uh, custom multiplayer maps that are like really dope. Like, like we have this one guy named Pope. Shout out to Pope out there. Who, if he's, if you're listening, you're an incredible map developer and like a shining light. And the and the CE custom modded map community. He makes maps. He makes modded maps. He recently took Lockout, took the original skeleton from Halo Two Lockout, and made it a, a CE work of uh, an actual CE map because you know like the dynamics is different with the map. You got to kind of stretch it out due to the, the movement and it looks so juicy and glorious. So if you're interested in playing um, unique, really awesome, addictive CE custom multiplayer maps, and you're tired of getting uh, TK assassinated for grabbing snipes on blood gulch all the time, come join us on halo one guide. We'd love to have you. We do custom Sundays um, every single Sunday. We always get together and have uh, these custom CE multiplayer map nights um no and then so halo o'clock was kind of i said put on ice on the back stove right Mm -hmm. so i'll um i shifted gears into montages um i just kind of lost the motivation for making memes so i've been making probably the most halo halo montages of my life during last year and then i made a perfect like oomph hurrah with by making the power frag movie and released it on christmas day i worked on that things like a crackhead man i drank these 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 energy drinks that are like granted only they're only like 80 milligrams of caffeine my roommate hustles them they're they're, they're actually like healthy oriented um ones that are like have like they're like pumped with nutrients and vitamins this is this is an an unintentional uh plug to aspire but (laughs) i drank a shit ton of aspire and um, like getting sleep deprived and still pumping out like like 12 to 20 hours per weekend, um, 10, nine, 10 weekends in a row, just, just completely spending all my weekend time sacrificing social outings to make the power frag movie. I highly urge anyone to, listening to try and check that out. I yeah, put like cool. my entire life force into that. 
So this um, allows me to progress towards the final kind of segment to this long drawn out storytelling um, experience um, I'm delivering. Right. Um, so I did great. I, yeah. I shifted from when I said I've shifted from making memes to montages, like that was a really momentous part um, part of my life. Cause, uh, that was an old passion I have is, is making montages. Um, I don't share this with a lot of people, but I only have one tattoo and I got this at 19. Okay. Oh, he's showing this us. Is actually, this is actually a film strip in the form of an infinity symbol. So it's the only thing I have time for is video editing. That's all. It's like oh. anywhere I am in life. It, it, it reminds me like my purpose is to just, how uh it's the video edit because it, it provides me so much joy uh you can put it on my headstone i did it for the edit <laughs> anyways oh that's cool <laughs> so I, I let me let me f- finalize this by saying a really amazing milestone achievement i uh kind of got with my video editing aspirations <laughs> oh i was Asp- like wait a minute what uh, is there a pun there yeah i got aspire you. aspire i got you i got you GED um, brain over here. Yeah, so I showed a, a, <laughs> I showed I showed my can to the screen. People listening, yeah, to yeah, it yeah. says aspire on. So, anyways, um, this ultimate final milestone, this the latest milestone in my video editing achievements, I suppose, in my career. Um, I okay. So in twenty twenty, to properly say, properly tell the story, I had to kind of go with the beginning. I think it was in the year of twenty twenty one or late twenty twenty. There, I I happened to I don't know how I happened across it, but there is there was this slowly growing reputable Halo montage community known as Halo Uploads. You guys might not have heard of it. They're they're kind of uh, lesser known, but um, they have a they had this awesome like montage contest thing where you could submit and and win cash prizes and um. It was, they had a Discord and a Twitter, and I was really excited about it. A lot of other people were too. It was, it was, it felt like the like most legitimate location to drop your Halo montage because they're a community that that have like a really like cl- class A list of video video editors mm-hmm. for a while. And um, if you want to submit your video, you have to amend uh, a Halo Uploads intro video logo. And that video logo is freaking juicy. It's actually at the, it's at the beginning of power. You, you, you'll see it. You, you've already seen it, Brian. Um, I love that logo. Anyways, um, so it's, a, it's this excellent community of, for Halo montages. And I found out that it's the last like vestige of the Halo montage community like community in the entirety of the halo halo universe like it's the last surviving corner of culture for halo montages it used to be a place called like the halo forum i think Mm -hmm. um so apparently i was slowly learning that the halo montage culture is kind of dying and halo uploads is like the last fortress remnant of this this culture of, of 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 creating creative halo video montages and I submitted um, a f- several of mine, and um, he he added them to the YouTube playlist. I was really floored with that. It's it's a great honor being on a Halo montage playlist, 
And um, so fast forward to shoot, man, like the last couple of months last year, right? Like Mm -hmm. November, December ish. I sent a message to the two owners because there's the owner for the Twitter Halo uploads and the owner, the original owner has the Discord and the YouTube because over time between 2020 and 2022, people were saying were you could start seeing in the in the in the chat that it, it that community is dying. The the owner never actually made those contests take off and launch. It never happened. Oh. It started to completely drop. The whole entire idea dropped. The owner seemed to have experienced a traumatic life event and it became a completely defunct existence. People were starting to lose hope. And ultimately the whole Halo Montage culture as we know it seems to be deteriorating. Mm-hmm. because it's this like last surviving corner of the culture. My brethren, I am proudly to announce to you both that I am now the proud owner of Halo Uploads. The entire... Oh, wow, world. man. Wow. I have, Sweet, dude. I have, I have purchased and adopted and taken it under my wing, and I am now the leader of all three socials for Halo Uploads, the Discord, the YouTube... And the Twitter, I'm the, I'm, I am once again opening the contest. I have officially announced that um, I will be doing a retroactive contest for 2021 montages for the first four months of this year. And then the next four months will be the 2022 montages that I will be taking submissions for. And then the last four months, montages that were created this year so that we can do a game of catch up. And I am putting my own funds into the cash prize pool. It's currently at oh, 200 wow. for this first contest. And I'm, I would like to see it grow because yeah. I'm really passionate about montages. I, 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 I was so, it was the best news, one of the best news of my life when the, 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 the original owner was like, sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I, I, mean, I, I couldn't believe I, I couldn't believe it. I explained that I was a passionate video editor for 18 years, and I and I love Halo montages, and I would love to continue the the contest contest culture. And man, lo and behold, I, it's a match I, made in heaven. You are, man. I'm 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 behind. I'm the minds behind. I'm the mind behind the um, the last surviving Halo montage community. I love it, so, dude. It's a perfect fit for you. Yeah, it really is. Thank you. And it's good to see that someone's keeping that alive. I, I that was a big part for me too, man. Uh, back in the day, is um, before I had internet, I'd be at some friends' houses and I'd see uh, a lot of montages. And I thought, holy shit, these guys are gods. You know, I didn't realize <laughs> that these are just highlight reels. I thought they every every moment they they move around on a map. That's how they played. But uh, it was inspiring and 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 uh, always loved. Right, that. I remember isn't this. It? One in particular, I think it was Gnarly Charlie's Halo 2 montage, and uh, <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. I used to watch that I'm on not familiar with that. Send yeah. me that one, please. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's please. awesome, man. You are the last bastion, and you are yeah, keeping Photon, it up. I don't want to I I so. give a hard... Sorry, Josh. You oh, finish? no, I'm done. I didn't interrupt done. you. You're good. Uh, you, I, wanna, I don't want to be a hard segue, but we're running a little further here. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give all your final 
I mean, we're going to make sure we get all of sure. the links and stuff you want in your description, but is there any yeah. final shout-outs or sentiments before we get out of here? I got some final shit-outs. Did I say <laughs> final shit-outs? Final shout-outs. You did, Brian. <laughs> we also have the Cookie Monster here on this episode as a fourth guest. Yes. I love it. Okay, yeah, I, I have some final shit-outs. So check it out. Um, <laughs> my homies... Um, and I have so many of them. I'm sorry if you're listening. You're like, damn, you didn't miss my name. I still love you. But some the following people were the most were and are the most influential in like my Halo experience and video editing. Slatchy, Dirty Hammer, Split, Michael Curry, Chris, aka Crackshot, SK Primo. Pope, LD50, Flip, Zodi, Zents Productions, and last but not least, Chris DX1. Oh, I love that voice Ooh. there. <laughs> I, I try and emulate from you, man, Josh. You, you always, <laughs> oh, you always have that. a fun way of y'all. Y'all always have a like a really fun way of like. Man, you guys do everything so perfect. It's like a perfect intro, juicy, meaty center, and then a, a fun, fancy, crunchy ending, uh, which I applaud Damn, for. Man. Which I have to say, like that was one of like my favorite things, man. I'm sure I speak uh, on the behalf of a lot of people whenever you guys do the shout-outs at the end and you actually like personalize it. That it uh, it it makes it makes it it makes it special, and it makes I think it makes us all feel really good when you can. Acknowledge your community, which I think is one of the uh, shining aspects of your culture, uh, your community and cultures. You acknowledge the people that surround you instead of just being all about yourself. And that's what is so sacred about Sacred Icon is because it's oh, self, man. it's selfless. It's it's more often than not, it's a selfless exposition of of passion and recognition for others, people's presence and 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 achievements in life and 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 being uh, apart from being these what i call the analytical archivists that you guys are <laughs> that means a uh, lot dude, man. Thank, I, thank you so much man that's <laughs> you've given us such kind high praise and i, I hope we can just uh, you know continue to to live up to that you know and i the, oh, the patron sh- the patron shout outs are something that we've really enjoyed doing and it's definitely made people excited too. They're like, "Wait a minute, I can have my name on there." And then, oh man, they said they said my name, and then, yeah, it does. Like I have listened to so many podcasts where they're like, "Oh, you know," at the end they're like, "Oh, we love you guys so much. You guys are what make us what we are." But it's always this nebulous us. You know what I mean? And it's never. <laughs> yeah. You never really know who it is. So yeah, I can see why yeah. people like having that uh, a name put to it. But um, it's more intimate when you, you can really individually yeah, single out people. It, it it means more. It hits them. So, yeah, it it's, promotes the interactivity, which is so integral to a successful group, a community is, is the interactivity because then people feel involved. They feel like when you actually respond to someone's comments and it just it, it, when you make it inclusive, you make it you make it fun, fun. You make yeah. it fun. You make it well, fun. It means a lot. I mean, Photon we're, and we're grateful uh, with their own creative endeavors. And we all kind of share in that. And it's it's awesome. And thank you so much for for sharing all that stuff with us. I know that's only a fragment of it. You have more for the future though. 
Um, Josh oh, I, I do. <laughs> Josh and I really enjoyed having you in the community for three years and, and getting to talk with you. And, and we're so proud of your, uh, you know, that you've been able to get past some of those darker times in your life. And uh, just thanks for being here, man. We're going to appreciate it. Yeah, you watch any final words? Yeah, man, you've been on quite the journey, dude. And it's really cool to see where you're at now and inheriting that and, and continuing the montages. I'm happy to hear that, man, as someone who really like that was. Thanks, man. That was really one of my first forays into sort of like Halo as an online experience was seeing that people were putting out montages. So I definitely have some nostalgia for that type of stuff. So I'll be interested to see that grow, man. And if I ever make any, I'll make sure and, and send them your way. But, um, Dude, you're fantastic, man. You always have a good sense of humor. That's one of the, uh, that's one of the things I think people love about you the most is you're always really kind oh, to people, thanks. and you have a good a good sense of energy. How and many people since the I, last episode have mentioned the, thanks, your bro. mom go to college thing? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know what, dude? And I mean, there'd be times I'm like, man, I need something. Photo- I need something photoshopped, and and then oh yeah, I would send you an idea or something. I'm like, here's this, and it's this idea, and you 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 just reply, Fofo's got you. And I remember every Both time I hear that, you. every time I hear that, it's like a, a warm blanket being put over me. Like, it'll be okay. Ah, guys. You I can got have you. this blanket whenever you want. <laughs> yeah. But, dude, uh, I'll have always... to share my brute force image on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, do that. Do that, Discord. Ron, but, Hey, man. Said if you didn't. It's been great having you on, buddy. And it, it's great to get to know you and get to hear your story, too, man. So I'm really happy where you're at, uh, especially having, you know, had our private talks in the past and stuff of your journey. So I'm really, really happy for you, man. So, yeah. Thank guys, you. It's such an honor being here and honor everyone listening you, honor to have you. i appreciate you guys listening yeah we love you man so and, and great hearing that story dude thank you for that that was cool oh yeah man. yeah hell, hell yeah make yeah, sure you guys, guys let yeah, him know in the discord make, tag him and let him make know sure you talking. check out the the description for this episode i don't know if it'll all fit in the twitter but definitely in the description of the episode <laughs> i'm gonna have all the different stuff photon wants you guys to see links to mm. check out Make sure to go there. Make sure to come to the Discord. Uh, let us know what you thought of the episode. Let us know what you liked hearing from Photon. Check him out on his socials. Guys, we really appreciate having you here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast. And as always, keep it sacred. <laughs>